That's cool. Mom, you want to pray for us? Sure. All right. Mom's going to pray for us. Just a disclaimer before I start to pray. I usually end up crying in the middle of it. I'm going to try not to. All right. <laughs> Father, you are a good, good father. Yes. And, and Hortensia says amen to that. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the ones who are here tonight to come together as your church, a community, but more than a community. We are brothers, sisters, no matter what we look like, no matter how young, how old. Father, you have made us to be your own. Thank you. Thank you. For loving us we pray this in your name and because of who you are amen all right here we go uh man we started out last week we um we said we're going to kind of traipse over for the next few weeks about the uh, the power of a life-changing yes and i'm stealing that from the jordans when they shared just how they live life you know and and i just i loved how that when they were sharing about how they live life intentionally starting in their home and, and at work and just in the community, how, how life changes when you say yes to Jesus. And those are moment-to-moment yeses, right? It could, it could be very different things without, throughout the course of the day that, that we have to make decisions. And so we said, you know what? Let's take a look over the weeks at the folks that have said yes to Jesus first. And if you were with us last week, you know, we, we hung out with this camel hair wearing, um, locust eating, <laughs> honey dripping from his mouth, probably wild man, John the Baptizer. And if, and if, and if you were here, you heard how he was, he was from, and uh, his line, his family line was, was steeped in the religiousosity of the day. His daddy was a priest. Remember, his daddy was in the Holy of Holies when the angel came and said, man, you're, you're going to have a child and he is going to be the voice in the wilderness to speak out that Jesus is coming. And he did. And so we watched him start saying, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And that was him. And so tonight we're going to see we're going to see this guy named Andrew. We're going to hang out with him for a little bit because see Andrew had been hanging out with John, the baptizer. And the thing I love about how they were doing that is that they were living life in the fashion of what you love to live life. As I look out over the room, most of you love to be in a place where you're discipling, mentoring, Receiving and giving, right? And that's what we're going to see here. And, and the beautiful piece of it, as you are doing as well, is that they're doing it as they live life. It's not always in a setting like this. It could be in settings wherever you want to be, but as they were going, they were teaching one another 
Especially John was saying, this is what this is going to look like when Jesus comes. And so I thought, you know, before we even talk about disciples, and we kind of need to know what that means, right? So here's where you get the chance to participate. You know, if someone were to come up to you and say, hey, just tell me in two words what a disciple is. What do you, what do you have for them? Christ follower. Teacher student. Bingo. Bingo. Teacher student. Alright? And if someone were to come up to us, now this is where it started with me and said, you know what, Bivo, can you name the 12? And it was like, you know, I'd be calling every friend I know. I'd be calling some of you guys and go, man, I'm stuck. I, I, who are some of the others? I just, I don't have them. I don't know them all. So it it kind of be cool for us to just at least hear ourselves get all the names, right? You want to do that? Amen. Yeah, let's do that. All right, good. So go over to Matthew first, chapter ten. Put it on your screen, and we're just going to hear ourselves say the names, and then we're going to hone in on the first guy, Andrew here. And we just found out that disciple means what? There we go. All right. Let's find out who the first ones were. Matthew 10, verse 1. Jesus called His twelve disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. By the way, gang, when you said yes to Jesus, that authority that's been blown into them has been blown into who? Us. Me. Come on. Who? Us. Yes. You are full of authority. Verse 2, here are the names of the twelve. First Simon, also called Peter. Then Andrew, their brothers. James, son of Zebedee. John, James's brother. she got two sets of brothers here hanging out. Verse 3, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, the tax collector. Uh, James, son of Alphaeus. Thaddeus, Simon the zealot. Judas Iscariot, who later would betray him. That's the twelve. And so the term, you've also heard the term apostle, right? And so a lot of times, disciple, that term was used for the guys before Jesus' ascension, before He went back. So Jesus lived on earth, He crucified on the cross, buried, resurrected, then went back to the Father, right? And then after that, a lot of times, these guys would be referred to as apostles. Now, that one might be a little bit more weighty for us. What does that mean if someone were to come up and say, all right, I know that disciple means to be a student and, and learner. Uh, what does apostle mean? What would you tell them? Did you hear that? Someone that something? All right. I have a revelation. Someone that something's been revealed to. What else? There you go. One more. What else? Prophet. Could be. These guys were sent out. The basic definition is they were sent out. They did live with Him. So if Jesus in our yes, number one, if we've been given that authority, and Jesus, and we're the living temple, have we too been sent out? Yes. And at times, do you always believe that? No. No. And so that's where we get to come into this community with one another and to remind ourselves that we are who He says we are. 
that in this, in this particular circumstance that I have full authority to be able to walk through it and get through it in a way that will shine light on Him without faking it. Without putting the cliches on it of I'm fine. Everything's just okay when inside it's just not. And so we get to see that with this bunch. And so Andrew, his name means uh, courageous, warrior. And he was the first one of the guys to say, yuppers, I'm in. Um, let's see where he says that. Because see, um, one other last little tidbit about the, the disciples. A lot of scholars are all over the place about the age of the guys. Okay? I don't know what age you think that they are. Uh, that, you know, I can remember when I first started reading and learning about the guys, I had them older. I had, you know, I, um, but a lot of the scholars uh, feel like that the guys were between 13 and 20 because there was a certain age that you had to be able to pay taxes. And so if you remember the scene at one point when Jesus told told one of the disciples to go get the tax dollars for him, and, and I think it was Peter. Uh, I can't remember, so I'm going to butcher that. Um, so we know that a couple of them, you know, you got Matthew, he was a tax collector, so they would have been older. And typically in that culture, a rabbi, a teacher, was about 30 before he started really taking on other men. Okay? In that culture, at 13, you were determined to be a man. And so they would bring these guys on. So just kind of have that as your backdrop. It's really uh, not a big bearing difference. But just remember uh, that they had the life-changing power of a yes. And so if you've ever discounted it at an age, man, you can release that for the guys that are listening right now. Uh, you're, yeah, you're probably the same age as some of these guys. It's all over the place. I'd be a grandpa. I am a grandpa. Oh, yeah, I'm a grandpa. I'm a grandpappy. This is super cool. All right, so let's take a look uh, at Andrew. Where we're going to be is in John. Flip over to John, chapter 1. I'm going to catch us up real quick. This first scene is one that we talked about last week, so I'm just going to read it. It's John 1, verse 23. So John is replying back to the Pharisees and the Sadducees that have come to where he is baptizing people, and they're wanting to know, under whose authority do you have the ability to baptize people? That was their role. They were the ones that determined whether or not you were good with God or not. And John, remember, because of his background, he has unchained himself from the authority of the old. And he's ushering in the new of Jesus Christ. And he's saying, I have full authority because before I was even born, God blew the Holy Spirit in me. Remember, we read that last week. And he leapt in his mama's womb when he walked into Mary's home. And so here he is fulfilling every yes that he's been given a chance to say yes to. Can you imagine? And the boys of the day, the ones that had all the power, the ones that had all the authority, are pointing their finger at him and saying, who gave you the authority? And I love how he responds. He said, John replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah. He speaks right back into them with a Scripture that they would know well. He's, he's quoting Isaiah 40. And he's telling them, he's saying, I am the voice shouting in the wilderness, clear the way for the Lord's coming. 
Then the Pharisees who had been sent asked him, If you aren't the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet, what right do you have to baptize? It, real quick, it was similar to when po- folks would ask us here at Refuge, under whose covering are you going? And our answer was Jesus. <laughs> and that didn't bode well with a lot of folks. But I see uh, we line up right nice with John, the baptizer here. And so that's where we're going. And so who we're accountable to, gang, is each other. That when you live raw, authentic life with each other, you will be loving one another through all the stuff. And that's what you do beautifully through this. You have been released through the authority of Jesus Christ. And so he goes on to tell them in in, uh, 26, he says, look, I baptize with water, but right here in the crowd is someone you don't recognize. Though his ministry follows mine, I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandal. Verse 28, this encounter took place in Bethany, an area east of the Jordan River where John was baptizing. The next day, (laughs) John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And if, you were, and if you were with us last week, I mean, we were jumping up. And, and so we're going to have fun with that again because I'm pretty sure that it wasn't, oh, hey, here, here's the guy for years that's going to save the world. He's, <laughs> he's going to save the world. I don't think he was whispering it. Let's find out for sure. Verse 34, come on down here because now Andrew's about to jump in the scene with us. So you remember, Andrew has been hanging out with John. Alright? Verse 34 says, I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testified that He is the chosen one. And he's talking about the Spirit descending on Jesus after He was baptized. The following day, John again, standing with two of His disciples. Andrew's one of these guys we'll see later. And as Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look. How do you think he said it? Come on. Let's have a little fun with it, all right? So, you want to? Let's have a little fun with it. So, there's a whole big piece of me that's just going, Oh my gosh. Look. Andrew. So, to kind of put it in perspective, have you ever been in a place, in a restaurant, or a setting, anywhere at all, where a celebrity comes in? Yeah, and, and so at first, you know, someone comes in and you go, you, you kind of keep it to yourself first. You go, dang, I think that's... Uh, I love CeeLo Green. That's right, we saw CeeLo Green. We go, I kind of think that's CeeLo Green. And so I'm kind of keeping that to myself a little bit. And... And you go, hey, I think that's CeeLo. Zoom in with your phone. Yeah. Right? You kind of whisper it. You don't want to draw too much attention to it. Right? And so here we are. Here's John the baptizer. And so maybe he did that. I don't think so. (laughs) I think he went, look! The Lamb! (laughs) There he is! Andrew! And immediately, look at this. Look, gang, this is so cool. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. So now I'm Andrew. 
And I've just seen the guy I've been following and trusting. Remember, the guy that's been mentoring me, the one that's been discipling me, the one that I trust to pour into me has just said, there's the one that's saving everything. It's an immediate deuces. (laughs) See you, bro. Love the time. I'm out. And immediately start following Jesus. Now, gang, you, you ever had awkward introductions with one another? Especially if it is the celebrity type. So let's pretend that maybe we would have got to meet CeeLo and it would have been... Sup. Hey, hey, dude. Uh, how are you? I'm, I'm Mike. I'm Bevo. Come to Nashville much? You know, you just feel awkward in it. And so, but look at what Jesus says to the two that immediately follow him. He doesn't say, hey, what's going on? Look at what he says. Verse 38. Jesus looked around, saw them following. What do you want? Now, here's a quick timeout. And here's how you get to determine what your vision of Jesus and God is. Because that question can be used like this. What do you want? Who are you? If your vision is anything like that, you've swallowed the wrong Jesus. I think Jesus was like, what do you want, boys? (laughs) It's me. Come on. And so in their awkward moment, what did they say? They were... I kind of have to believe they were kind of stumbling all over themselves a little bit because the only thing that could come out of the mouth is like, uh, where are you staying? <laughs> are you serious? You've been listening for years that this is the Messiah, the salvation, the one that completes everything, and you want to know where he's staying. I guess I would too. Don't you want to kind of see where the Messiah, the one that created you, is going to stay? I want to see your house, dude. Have you got pictures of all of us on your... What does that look like? And so they follow Him. And Jesus, now here's the thing that we don't have... that we're. So, is that not a life-changing yes? Deuces, John. Out of here. Life-changing yes. Jesus, follow. Jesus says, come on hang out with me. We're going to hang out in the house. Beautiful. How do you hang out with him? Check this out. It gets even better. So I'm I'm high fiving John so big. You see how John released him? John was in a constant state of releasing. And gang, that's hard at times in this in this Christendom thing because we we, we want to have ownership. If anyone starts trying to own you through you having to do things, sign things, it just, it's just bivo, and please trust my heart in it. Jesus owns you. Jesus Christ owns you. You never have to commit to your passion. You never should have to write down anything that you're going to be about. Just show up. Just show up and start following. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. I'm hanging out with Jesus. 
And so here he is. Now look, here's, here's another question for you. Look who Andrew goes and gets. Verse 40. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men. So we just found out. Andrew was there. He said, deuces, I'm out. See you later. And then Andrew went to find his brother. Verse 41. Went to find his brother Simon and told him. So here's the thing. Andrew has hung out with Jesus. He's gone. He says, he's got to say, dude, I'm going to, where are you going to be tomorrow? Jesus said, where will you be tomorrow? I've got someone to bring to you. Will you be here? And so wherever he was, Andrew go gets his brother. Right now, who would you go get to take to Jesus? Who's that person right now that is popped on your mind to go, dang, who would I take to him? Call them and don't say anything else except, I love you. Man, I just want you to know how much I did you. I've missed you if it's somebody you hadn't seen in a while. And then bring them to him. All right, so look. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Look what Andrew says. He went to find his brother Simon and told him, Simon, we found the Messiah. Alright. If you find something, what have you been doing? Searching. You've been looking. You've been waiting. You've been longing. You've been anticipating. Andrew sees him has communion with him and goes gets in his mind in that point the most important person in his life, his brother. We have found him. Now, put yourself in that conversation. I don't see any pushback from his bro. So they both had to be anticipating, right? Then Andrew brought Simon, verse 42, Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon. <laughs> Jesus knows how to break the awkward, doesn't He? So, I mean, you ever even just kind of even put yourself in that place? To pretend that you were with them to walk up and say, Man, I'm about to meet the Messiah for the first time. And then He calls you by your name, then immediately changes it. <laughs> well, dang, bro. I kind of like my name, Simon. Changed it to Cephas. And I can't help but when I see that Cephas, I think of Bo Cephas. Does anybody else think of Bo Cephas? That'll kill a buzz real quick, won't it? Bo Cephas. That it means the rock. What were their conversations like, gang? What were their conversations in at nighttime as they're anticipating, waiting, and longing and wanting the Messiah to come? And then your brother comes and gets you and says, He's here. And then the conversation that they had before Simon got to Jesus 
was, what? What's he like? What's he look like? What was he wearing? Is it really him, Andrew? Are you sure? How do you know? They knew. There was no doubt. Was there? <laughs> Who would you go get for them to have the chance of a life-changing yes? Because, see, he could have got there and he had everything within him to say, I'm not going. Andrew, you're on your own with that dude. His life-changing yes was right there at that moment. And he believed. And his life changed. Fast forward approximately about three years. Flip over to John 12. You got one more first. So Andrew, he was, the, he was the first to say yep. And he was the first really to go get somebody and bring them to Jesus. A lot of firsts. Flip over to John 12 real quick. Uh, this is approximately uh, about three years uh, uh, fast forward. Um, it's six days. It's six days before Passover, okay? That's a big deal. And the old boys have just come in. They've just come in to the, one of the most thunderous applauds ever. Ticker tape. Hosanna, 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 the one who saves, the one who saves. He's just been ushered in six days before. Here they are. Some Greeks, verse 20, look at this. Verse 20, some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip. He's one that we'll see um, real soon. He's one of the guys that said yes. Philip had been hanging out with Andrew and the boys. And they came to see Philip. And he was from Bethsaida in Galilee. They said, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. Quick time out, gang. How did they know He knew Him? How do people know that we know this guy named Jesus? Right? <laughs> they came to Philip said, Bro, we want to meet Jesus. Philip said, Hang on. <laughs> I'm going to go get Him. And so he does, but he goes and gets Andrew. So Philip told Andrew, and isn't that the way a lot of times that this works within this Christendom thing? A lot of times somebody will come up and ask you a question about Jesus, and your first thought is, i got to go get somebody. I don't feel equipped to handle this. Guys, remember, you got full authority. If all you ever share is why you said yes, that's enough. That's all you need. And then just love the socks off each other. Be open, be honest, be real. Okay? And so Philip went and got Andrew, and they went together to ask Jesus. And here again, Jesus, so here's the scene. Hey, uh, Jesus, Lord, Rabbi, Teacher. Uh, there's some dudes from, uh, from uh, they're here, and they want to meet you. Is that cool? You good with that? Can they come and meet you? And look what Jesus, how He replies. Well, now the time has come <laughs> for the Son of Man to enter His glory. The reason that's significant, because up until then, He had kept saying, it's not my time. It's not time. Don't tell anyone. Remember, He would heal somebody and He'd say, shh, 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 shh. 
Go do what the priest wants you to do in order to get right with all that stuff, but don't tell anybody. You couldn't help but tell. Heck, he's getting blind man to see and the dude's walking around. How can you see now? This guy healed me. How do you not tell that? Someone that's deaf can hear now. He's listening to what you've been saying about him. Said, dude, I hear that now. Right? Quit talking about me. I can hear you. There's no way you can't share that. But now Jesus says, now my time has come. Is it your time? When does our time come? I just love it. We're going to close up here. Think of the life-changing power of a yes. Okay? Think about that for you. And then think about it for others that are in your circle of life. And that how has my yes changed my life? How has that yes continued to empower me today? Is it similar to the guys here? Who are those in your life that you allow to sow into you? I want you to write this down either on your phone uh, or somewhere. And I want the first person that comes on your mind that you follow up with this, please. Alright? If there's no one right now that you have sowing into your life, this. Him. This life-breathing, giving Word of God. If there's no one in your life that you're allowing to sow in there, but you would deep down like that, who would you want that person to be? I want you to put that person's name down and start praying over them. Okay? And then at some point, you pray and say, Lord, is this? I believe it is, or that person wouldn't have popped on your mind. Then ask yourself this, Lord, am I willing to be one to sow in. And if you say you're not equipped, I'm telling you, yes you are. You're fully equipped. You take them as far as you can take them. Live life. Help others experience a life-changing yes. Put those names down. Please follow up with them. Last thing. Has there been anything in your life that you've allowed to keep you from experiencing the fullness of a life-changing yes? And here's what I mean. Has there been anything in your life that has happened with you, to you, or that you've initiated that you have disqualified yourself? That you've taken yourself out of the game? I want you to leave that here tonight. And let Jesus and His yes to us on that reconcile whatever you've got holding you back. That's why He released Himself from the earth so that we could be cut loose and experience His life-changing yes. See, that's God's life-changing yes to us was His Son. <laughs> 
And when we drink Him in, in the freedom and believing, your life will never be the same. Father, thank You. We love You. I thank You for saying yes to sending Jesus and equipping us with Yourself. I thank You for this bunch of folks in this room that, uh, that I get to see experiencing yeses daily with one another and how they live life with each other. Um, and so, Father, as people get situated here, I do want us to just settle in just for a second and remind us of a couple of things. I just want everybody to be silent. Father, here's what, here's what I want folks to remember. Here's what I want them to sit in. As we stand up, everybody just stand up with us. Come on. Father, as we worship, here's what, here's what I want us to remember and follow through with. Let us recall the time that we said yes to You. To recall that life-changing yes. Father, that person that popped on our mind when we said, like Andrew, when he went to go get his brother, he, who is that person that we would go get? I pray that we would pray for that person right now and that we wouldn't wait. That when we say our amens tonight, Father, that we just follow through and call them and just start creating relationship, Lord. Rekindle it. If it's one that's been left dormant, rekindle it. If it's one that you've been afraid of, Father, the hymn within us, you push us through that. And then, Lord, just one more thing. That person that you placed on our heart that we want to have so into us, Lord, would we follow through with that one as well? Because, see, Lord, we're in the same boat. You, we're in the same boat as, as the guys before you came that we were, they were waiting and anticipating. So we too are waiting and anticipating your coming back. That's why we take the communion. We celebrate the fact that it's in remembrance of You and that we're fully equipped through our yes to You. Father, we love You. Thank You for loving us in the empty tomb of Christ. It's in His name that we pray. Amen.